All right, everybody. It's good to see everyone. And uh, I'm going to talk this week about uh, a guy that maybe you've heard of, maybe you even sang about uh, back when you were a kid or in vacation Bible school. And that is uh, the character of Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus. You remember the song, Zacchaeus was a wee little man. Wee little man was he. He climbed up in a sycamore tree. If you know it, you can sing the rest of it. Uh, but we're going to look at uh, the story of uh, uh, in the life of Zacchaeus. I uh, don't know if you remember that story, but we're going to go back over that today. And uh, he is a perfect person to talk about for our subject today. Uh, kind of the last in our series of uh, what do we deserve. And in this one, it's we deserve rejection, but Jesus gives us acceptance. When everybody around us will reject us, when everybody else around us will turn their back on us, when everybody else around us will tell us we're no good, we can't do anything good, uh, you're not worthy, uh, Jesus turns around and tells us you are worthy, uh, I can use you, and I accept you just the way you are. Uh, so what a great message. We all need to hear that today, don't we, uh, that Jesus accepts us. Uh, we don't have to uh, straighten up to come to him. Jesus uh, was in the practice of accepting people just like they were, uh, faults and all, with all their inconsistencies, with all their failures. Jesus said, you come to me just like you are, and I'll change you from the inside out. So I want to encourage you today, if uh, maybe you're struggling, and uh, maybe you're struggling spiritually, maybe you're struggling in your walk with the Lord Maybe all of this uh, pandemic that we're going through has you scared and not sure of uh, your spiritual journey and where you're at with the Lord. I want to encourage you today um, that the Lord is looking for you. He is willing to accept you. Uh, you don't have to straighten up first and then come to him. He says, you come to me just like you are, and I will change you, and I will make you new from the inside out. Uh, most people have it backwards, so we think, well, I'm going to come to the Lord one day, but first I need to quit doing some things and I need to get my life together and I need to start doing these things and stop doing these things. And Jesus says, you don't have the power to do that. You come to me just like you are and then I will change you from the inside out. We try to change from the outside in and that never works. Jesus changes you from the inside out and that's what works. So let's, uh, let's go right in today. We're going to talk about uh, rejection and the story of Zacchaeus. Uh, one of the worst feelings in the world is to be rejected, uh, left out, or overlooked. But yet we've all experienced that at some point in our lives. We've all been rejected. We've all experienced rejection. We've all experienced uh, being left out or overlooked by someone. Uh, these feelings, uh, if you remember, uh, as a child, they usually begin very early in childhood. Uh, when they're picking the teams at school and uh, you get picked towards the end or maybe you got picked very last you get picked last for the sports team uh, you get turned away from the popular table anybody remember in in uh, elementary school junior high uh, it was kind of when you walked into the cafeteria it was divided by popularity and the popular kids sat at one specific table and then the the, the sports kids sat at another table and then uh, maybe the table over in the far corner, that was the loser's table. And maybe that's where, uh, where you sat and I sat. You know, uh, it can start very early on in our childhood, just that feeling of rejection or I'm not good enough. And so uh, we've all probably experienced that. 
then you uh, you get to junior high, high school, and you start to be interested in the opposite sex. And then there is this tremendous fear of rejection when you start dating and when you start liking uh, girls and boys and uh, all of that. And, uh, you know, it's uh, do you remember passing the notes? And uh, they used to write the note, and the guy would write the note to the girl and uh, say, uh, if you like me, check yes or no. And he'd make a little box for yes or no. And then uh, the dreaded deal of being rejected and getting that note back and uh, no being checked. Or just sometimes maybe being asked somebody to a, on a date or to the prom and just being told flat out no. Uh, so most likely in some way or another, we've all experienced rejection. It doesn't stop there. Uh, then when we get to be adults, uh, we go and we apply for that job. Uh, we are almost positive we're the one most qualified. We think the interview went great. We think uh, surely everybody there loved me. And then we get told, no, sorry, we didn't go with you. We went with somebody else or we went a different direction. And so it never stops. Uh, e even as adults, we continue to experience uh, that rejection. And then in our world today, you know, we've got social media. And social media uh, does not help. It only adds uh, to the fear um, because you get on social media and it's all about how many likes you have and how many followers you have. And uh, it's all about, you know, uh, how many people viewed it. Even these videos, you can get caught up in that. I can get caught up on how many, how many people viewed it and why didn't uh, many people view my, my video as they did some other pastor's video. And none of that matters. Amen. Uh, I'm not doing this for anybody else. I'm not doing this for the approval of man. Uh, we should be doing it for the Lord, but it's... It's easy to get caught up in the flesh, isn't it, and to be, be paying attention to all that. And sometimes we let our identity be defined by rejection and acceptance of people. And that's what we're going to talk about today, and I, need, I want to encourage you, do not be defined by other people. Do not uh, get your identity from other people. Uh, you get your identity through Jesus Christ, and uh, that's the way to true peace, true contentment, if you're trying to get your identity from the world around you and all those things, you will always be sorely disappointed, all right? So maybe maybe you had rejection when you were younger. Uh, maybe you, you had rejection as an adult. I, di uh, I didn't get that job that I wanted. Uh, maybe your marriage has failed, and maybe you carry that, the weight of that guilt, and you say, you know, well, I, I failed miserably at my in my marriage, I felt miserably at being a mother or a father. Maybe you feel like you're a failure in raising your kids. Maybe you don't have the relationship with your kids that you want to. Whatever it is, we've got to be careful because the enemy, uh, uh, the Bible says that the devil, he is the, one of his names is he's the father of lies. And so he will always lie to you. He keeps us uh, locked on lockdown, if you would. That's a good word for the, the time we're in right now. But the devil keeps you on lockdown spiritually by telling you you're not good enough, by telling you the Lord can never use you. You're too insignificant. And so the devil wants to give you a self-esteem. He wants your identity to be you're not good enough, and God could never use you, and God doesn't want you, and God doesn't love How could God possibly love you? And so that's how the enemy will lie to you today. But Here's a good story. We're going to look at the story of Zacchaeus, and the Lord accepted him even when everybody else around him hated him, all right? So here's the story of Zacchaeus. Uh, we're going to start. It's in Luke chapter 19, and we're going to start with verses 1 and 2, all right? It says this, Then Jesus entered, and he passed through Jericho. 
And now behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus who was a chief tax collector, and he was rich. Now listen, everybody around Zacchaeus hated Zacchaeus, but he was rich, all right? But guess what? Just because you got lots of money doesn't mean a lot of people are going to like you. Sometimes you got money and you can't really tell who really likes you and who just wants to be around you because you have lots of money and lots of stuff. So you got to be careful. Some of the most insecure people I've ever known were people who had a lot of money and a lot of stuff because they never knew who really liked them, who really wanted to spend time with them because they couldn't distinguish between the people that just wanted to mooch off of them and the people who just wanted to take advantage of their stuff and be around all that. Um, Zacchaeus was absolutely and completely hated in his community, all right? In fact, he was probably the most hated guy around. To be a tax collector, see, you had to be corrupt. Uh, you made your living by overtaxing the working people in your own community. Uh, and what made it even worse for Zacchaeus was, was Zacchaeus was a Jew, but he was working for the Roman government. And he's going around and he's taxing his own people. And he's taking advantage of his own people. And so they saw him uh, not as one of them. They saw him as, you're a traitor. You're the worst kind of Jew. You're worse than the Romans because at least we know the Romans are trying to take advantage of us. But you're one of us and you're working for the Roman government and you are taking advantage of your own people. You're the working people, and you're getting rich off of us. So they hated him more than you could even imagine. The way this operated was with a tax collector, if you owed $100 in taxes to the Roman government, he would say you owed 150 Then he would turn in the 100 to the Roman government and would pocket the 50 And he was doing this to every single household he went to. Uh, but that was the way he made his money. And there was really no paperwork. There wasn't anything telling him this is what you owe. So it was basically all on his word. And he would just basically charge whatever he wanted to to each household. And he would pocket the rest. So this is why the people, uh, I don't know that I can really even adequately explain to you the level of hatred that these people had for Zacchaeus. All right. Um, so, uh, but here's the thing. If you go through that day after day after day, and uh, maybe you've experienced this, Zacchaeus was tired of being hated. Zacchaeus was tired of feeling alone. Zacchaeus was tired of being rejected. All right? This will wear on you. Even if you've got lots of money, even if you've got the nice big house and you drive the nice big car, maybe you got the nice big flat screen TV, maybe you got the swimming pool that everybody wants, maybe you've got everything that everybody else could anybody want. Uh, Zacchaeus was probably the wealthiest guy in the town. Uh, and as far as stuff, had everything anybody could want. But everybody hated him. And so can I tell you this, and I don't know if you've experienced this, but um, all the stuff in the world, will not bring you happiness. All the stuff, all the money in the world, it will still leave you empty. This is why many rich people, uh, you know, you see many uh, stories of rich people uh, committing suicide or just uh, being miserable because uh, they have come to the realization, I worked so hard, I sacrificed everything to make all this money, but at the end of the day, I'm here alone and I don't have anybody in my life to enjoy it with. It costs them usually their marriages. It costs them their friendships. Uh, that money and that stuff sometimes can cost them everything else. And in the end, money and stuff and possessions will not fulfill you. Only the Lord Jesus will fulfill you. And true 
uh, fellowship with people. True fellowship with God and true fellowship with people is what will fulfill you. It's what will bring you happiness, peace, and contentment, all right? That relationship uh, with the Lord, all right? So um, Zacchaeus was just tired of this. He was tired of being the most hated guy. He was tired of being alone, and he was tired of being rejected by everybody. So let's continue with the story. Uh, Luke chapter 19, verse 3. And it says this, And he sought to see who Jesus was, but he could not because of the crowd, for he was of short stature. Now, listen, what does that mean? Uh, I can relate a little bit to Zacchaeus. Uh, I'm uh, vertically challenged, if you will. Uh, I'm not a real tall guy, okay? So I may not be as short as Zacchaeus. Most biblical scholars believe he was actually a little person, all right? And so he was abnormally short, if you would. And so did that help in his self-esteem? No. Did that uh, help in people making fun of him or talking behind his back? No. In fact, as you can imagine, that made it worse, all right? And so you remember the song, Zacchaeus was a wee little man. A wee little man was he, all right? So he could not see. He heard that Jesus was coming to town, and he wanted to get a glimpse of him, but he couldn't because he was a little man, all right? And uh, sometimes uh, there's a thing called little man syndrome. And I imagine if I, if I were to think of Zacchaeus, I could imagine Zacchaeus having little man syndrome. And sometimes what happens with little man syndrome, uh, this is kind of like uh, we talked that Napoleon Bonaparte was, uh, was a small guy. And so he would just be extra mean and he would try to uh, be uh, extra dominant over everybody to make up for his short stature. And so sometimes that, uh, that little man complex can make those people mean and nasty. And so, you know, people were being mean and nasty to Zacchaeus. So I can imagine he had probably been mean and nasty back to some of them and maybe taken even extra advantage of some of them because they had made fun of him or he knew they were talking behind his back. Uh, so it, it didn't help things that it probably fueled his anger and his bitterness too. And he was probably uh, saying things back he shouldn't have said, all right? Uh, so uh, Zacchaeus wanted to see Jesus. Zacchaeus... Uh, Here's the thing. Uh, Zacchaeus had probably heard that Jesus had accepted another tax collector. Now, if you remember, when Jesus began to uh, gather his disciples and ask these guys to follow him, one of them, uh, a guy named Matthew, was also a tax collector. And not only had Jesus accepted Matthew as a tax collector, he had actually asked Matthew to become one of his followers. And Matthew had left his profession behind and he was now following Jesus. So there's no doubt that Zacchaeus had heard about Matthew. And maybe his thought process was, well, if Jesus will accept Matthew, then maybe there's hope for me. Maybe Jesus would accept me also, okay? Uh, and here's the thing. Uh, we've got to understand. When we're rejected by people, we can run towards people and try to change their mind about us. Or we can run towards Jesus. And I'm here to tell you, of those two options, it's a whole lot better to run towards Jesus, all right? People are always going to fail you. People, um, why? Because we're all sinners. And uh, people are always going to let you down. There's only one person in this world that can be guaranteed he won't let you down. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, so run, always run towards Jesus. If you're trying to find your identity in people and you're trying to find your identity in the approval of other people, you're most likely going to always be disappointed, all right? 
So let's continue with the story. Uh, Luke chapter 19, verse 4 says this. So Zacchaeus, he's trying to see Jesus. So he hears Jesus is coming down the road, but he can't see because he's too short. Everybody else is blocking. So it says in verse 4, so he ran ahead and he climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was going to pass that way. All right. So what does what does uh, Zacchaeus do? Now, this is very important. Uh, maybe you don't even realize how important this is. For Zacchaeus to climb up in a tree. So any self-respecting Jew, the Jewish people wore these long robes and they went all the way to the ground. And a self-respecting Jew uh, would never run anywhere. Uh, you always tried to look dignified. You had these long flowing robes and you never ran anywhere. And uh, it, in fact, if you go back to the story of the prodigal son, uh, one of the most scandalous things about that story to Jewish people was that at the end it says that the father saw his son afar off and he gathered up his robe and he ran towards him. Uh, that was just scandalous to Jewish people. Why would that father run? That was very undignified, all right? But the greatest st story of, uh, of that, of the prodigal son, is that the father didn't care. He lost all dignity. And he said, that's my son, and I'm going to run to meet him. And that's exactly how God does. God doesn't care about dignity. God doesn't care. God says, I am running towards you, all right? And so um, there were some other instances where Jesus was involved where people lost all dignity. Let me remind you of them. Do you remember there was the woman with the issue of blood? There was a woman with the issue of blood. And it says literally she's crawling on the ground. She's so weak from the loss of blood. Uh, and the only way she can really reach Jesus is, is down on the ground. And she reaches out and she touches the hem of his garment. Because she has enough faith to believe if I can just touch the hem of his garment, maybe I'll be healed. And she touches him. And Jesus immediately notices that power has gone out from him, all right? And so she's reaching. She's pushing people out of the way, and she is reaching to touch the hem of his garment. She loses all dignity, all right? Then there was another story of the, the paralyzed man and his four friends. Uh, they, wanted Je they believed Jesus could heal their friend, and so these guys were true friends. They knew Jesus was going to be in the house speaking. Remember what they did? They climb up, and they take their friend on his mat up to the roof, and they lose all dignity, and they just tear through a hole in the roof, and then they lower their friend right down in front of Jesus. Uh, they lost all dignity. They didn't care. This is our friend. We believe Jesus can heal him. We're losing all dignity. We're going to tear a hole in the roof of this house, and we're getting him in there no matter what. And, uh, and so they dug through whatever. And then Zacchaeus runs, picks up his robes, runs to the nearest sycamore tree, and then climbs up in a tree. No self-respecting Jew would certainly not run, but no self-respecting Jew would definitely not climb a tree, all right? And so uh, he loses all dignity. Uh, so uh, here's the thing. Sometimes you've got to lose all your dignity. If you've got to reach for Jesus, reach. Move people out of the way and reach for him. Do whatever it takes to get to him. Uh, dig through whatever you've got to dig through to get to Jesus. Run to wherever you need to run and run towards Jesus. Climb whatever you got to climb to get to him and do whatever you need to do. You know, uh, the picture of Zacchaeus climbing that tree is m what many of us need to do. We need to learn to climb over our pride, uh, climb over our excuses, and climb over our fear. Did you get that? Climb over your pride, climb over your excuses, 
and climb over your fear. Uh, because the Bible makes a promise to us. When you seek him, you will find him. That's, you won't find a better promise in the Bible. Uh, God says this, if you will look for me, you will find me. I stand at the door and knock. If any man hears me, uh, opens that door. Listen, it takes action. We have to humble ourselves and say, you know what, Lord, I need you. But the Lord always promises, I'm right here. I'm knocking on your door. Uh, I am uh, right here. And if you look for me, you're going to find me. I'm not going to make it hard for you. Uh, if you take one step towards me, then I'm coming towards you. All right, so what a, what a wonderful, wonderful thing to know that if you seek him, you will find him. All right, so let's continue on. Luke chapter 19, verses 5 through 7. All right, it says this. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and he saw him. Remember, he's in the sycamore tree. And he said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must stay at your house. That's a pretty awesome thing, isn't it, before we move on there. Uh, it's one thing to invite Jesus to your house, uh, kind of like Mary and Martha, that story. Uh, but it's a whole other thing for Jesus to say, I'm inviting myself. Zacchaeus, today I'm coming to your house. All right. Then verse 6 says this, So he made haste, and he came down, and he received him joyfully. All right. And then verse 7, but when they saw it, when the crowd saw it, they all complained, saying, He has gone to be a guest with a man who is a sinner. Oh, my, the scandal. Jesus is going to go have dinner at a sinner's house. Well, my goodness. You know, because here's the thing. The Jewish people did not see themselves as sinners. They saw themselves as, well, we've got the law, and we're trying to keep the law, and so... Uh, they didn't really see themselves as sinners. Jesus came, and he confronts them, and he tells them, uh, you're without sin. If you've even thought about it, you're a sinner, all right? Uh, you, you don't even have to have the action of sin. If It's enough if you've thought about it. If you thought it in your mind, then you're already guilty. And so Jesus kind of, this is why the Jewish people had a really hard time accepting uh, the gospel as Jesus was putting it out, because uh, he's telling them, you're definitely a sinner. And uh they didn't see themselves that way, all right? Um, so, um, Zacchaeus deserved rejection, but all the people, they thought that uh, they hated him again. They thought, this guy's a thief. This guy is selfish. This guy's all about himself. This guy has taken advantage of innocent people, not just advantage of innocent people. This guy's a Jew. He's one of us, and yet he's taking advantage of his own people, all right? So, again, they could not hate him anymore. But why did Jesus choose Zacchaeus? Now, I think this is the wonderful character of Jesus. Jesus, of everybody there, picks the worst guy in the crowd. The guy he knows everybody's going to hate. And Jesus is picking this guy for a particular reason. Because he wants to prove a point. All right? Um, here's the thing. Now, um, Zacchaeus is in this sycamore tree, and uh, the great evangelist from the turn of the century, Dwight L. Moody, said this, Zacchaeus converted from the limb in the tree to the ground in a matter of seconds. All right, so Zacchaeus is in that tree. Jesus comes by, and he looks at Zacchaeus, and he looks him right in the eyes, and he says, Zacchaeus, today I'm coming to your house. Now, immediately the Bible 
uh, we're going to read in just a moment, something happened right there in that tree to Zacchaeus. And you say, how do you know? Because of the next couple of verses, all right? But here's the thing. When Jesus looked him in the eyes and he said, today I'm coming to your house, there was a change that happened. I believe that's, that was when salvation happened for Zacchaeus, right there in that tree. So from the time he come down off the limb to the time he touches the ground, there's a change. he's a changed man. It was a matter of seconds. Uh, can, can I tell you this? This verse uh, was preached the night I got saved. And it's 2 Corinthians 5, 17. It says, therefore, if any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. And uh, that's how you know. You cannot meet Jesus and there not be a change in your life. Now, can we backslide? Can we get away from God? Yes, definitely. But if you can't look back and see that at some point when I met Jesus, there's a change in my life, then you probably really don't have anything. There needs to be that change, that fruit, if you will, all right? And so um, uh, there was a change that happened to Zacchaeus at that very moment in that tree. Let's look at the next verse. Uh, Luke 19.8 says, Then Zacchaeus stood and he said to the Lord, Look, Lord, I give half of my goods to the poor. Okay, so <laughs> right here off the bat, this is a guy that is very self-centered, taking advantage of people. That's how he's gotten rich. And immediately, this is a guy that money means everything to, and immediately he says, I'm going to give half of everything I have to the poor. And then he makes an even bolder statement because he knows all these people in the crowd are right there and they're hearing him. He says, if I've taken anything from anyone by false accusation, then I'm going to restore it four times. All right. And he says that knowing he's probably taking advantage of everybody in the crowd. All right. So what happened to Zacchaeus from the time he's in that tree to the time he gets out of that tree? A major change has happened. All right. Can I tell you this? Um, he did not say this. Zacchaeus didn't say this to get God's approval. Uh, Zacchaeus said this in response to God's approval. All right? Don't ask Jesus into your heart to try and get God to like you and get his approval. Uh, respond to God's acceptance of you and who you are and respond to that uh, with, um, with what you do for the Lord. All right? In other words, in response to God's approval, I should want to serve him more. I should want to serve him every single day. It's like I can't do enough for him. Uh, you know, in response to God's approval, I should want to tithe. I should want to. I should want to be in church when the doors are open. I should want to be worshiping him and be with other believers. I should want to be reading my Bible. I should want to be trying to get closer to him. Does that mean I'm perfect that I stop sinning? No. But in response to God saying, "I accept you just the way you are," I should want to do all these things. All right. But uh, many times we're, we're holding back. But I'm here to tell you, when the Lord changes you, he changes your heart. And he'll change your priority system, all right? And that's exactly what happened to Zacchaeus, all right? Uh, when you meet Jesus, your life should change. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. The old things should pass away, and behold, all things become new. I want to challenge you today. If you look back... And you say, well, you know, I, th I think I know Jesus. I think I asked Jesus into my heart. Listen, look back and say, was there a change? Because if you meet Jesus, everybody in the Bible, every person uh, that met uh, Jesus in the Bible, there was a major change in their life, all right? And so you can't meet Jesus and be the same. 
uh, he will change your life. So look back. If that change wasn't there, if there wasn't really a change, then I don't believe you really met him. And you might need to uh, check that out and nail that down. Say, Lord, I want to be changed. All right. And so look back and see if that change was there. All right. Um, even if I'm rejected by people, then I can be accepted uh, by God. All right. So I want you to know, even if you're rejected by people, God will always accept you uh, just the way you are. All right. And our last scripture is going to be Luke chapter 19, verses 9 and 10. And it says this, and Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house. All right, Zacchaeus, today salvation has come to this house because he also is the son of Abraham. He's looking at the crowd. He said, he's a Jew. He is one of you. For the son of man, now here's the kicker. For the son of man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. All right. For the Son of Man has come to seek that which was lost. All right. What does that mean? He's telling the crowd, you know who I came for? I didn't come for all you religious people. I didn't come for all of you that think you have it all together. Uh, what he's telling you is the reason I picked the worst guy in the crowd, the reason I picked the one that everybody else hates is because I want to prove to you I came to seek and to save the ones that are lost. Now, here's great news for you and me. Uh, maybe you feel like you're the worst of the worst. Maybe you feel like, well, God couldn't possibly save me because I'm the worst of the worst sinner. Listen, you're no worse than Zacchaeus. Maybe everybody hates you. Maybe nobody likes you. Maybe everybody around you would say, well, you know, they're just beyond hope, and Jesus could never change their life. I'm here to tell you, yes, he can. Yes, he can. Yes, he can. He changed Zacchaeus's life and he can change yours. Uh, I want to encourage you today, if you have never asked Jesus into your heart, I want you to pray this prayer with me. And then after you do that, I want you to uh, respond uh, and message me under, uh, under this video and just say, I prayed that prayer at the end. Uh, whether it's to rededicate your life or maybe, maybe it's for the first time, but uh, it would thrill me. We, we're doing this to reach people. And so I would love for you to just let me know if, uh, if you pray this prayer, all right? I'm going to lead you in the prayer, and you just pray it from your heart, and you mean what you say, all right? Dear Jesus, I admit that I'm a sinner. And Lord, today I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And right now, the best way I know how, I ask you, Jesus, to come into my heart to forgive me of my sins and save me in Jesus' name. Now, if you pray that prayer again, would you just message me? I even encourage you, uh, you can text me or call me on my cell phone. is 903-399-3284. Uh, if you would like prefer to do it that way, we've had several people uh, uh, message me and say, I prayed that prayer. So please, I would love for you to do that uh, and uh, let me know that it's been a blessing to you. I'd love to pray for you. Uh, and the only way I can do that is to know that you responded to, to this message. Uh, so I appreciate you being here. Uh, Father, we thank you. Thank you for uh, just being here today. I pray, Holy Spirit, for your anointing on this video. Lord, take it and use it. Let it reach people that I would never even be able to uh, comprehend where it's going to go and who will see it. But, Lord, I pray that it would have the power of your Holy Spirit. I pray that you would anoint it. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit anoint this video and let it change people's lives. Uh, let it really speak and, and uh, 
speaking to someone's life. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. I'll see you next week.